When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And how you guys doing? Welcome to the show. We got a lot of stuff going on, baby. Uh, tomorrow, uh, 2-3, February 3rd, we're going to be doing a reaction video to Big Cell over at FHO Harley. And boy, it was a video. He said a lot of stuff that a lot of people are thinking in the biker scene to give you a little bit of what we're going to be talking about let's go over there now and just give you a clip of what we're going to be covering you see the title obituaries we went from passing out anniversary flyers to passing out obituaries let me say this and i mean this to each and every mc club that's out there in the world i don't give a fuck and excuse me for cursing, but I don't give a damn if you're black or you're white. If your club is not strong enough to tell anybody that comes to your event what they can and cannot do, if you're not strong enough to stand, if you're not finna defend that if you're not going to tell whoever it is, any outcast, any OMC, any outcast, Wheels of Soul, Thunder Guard, whoever the fuck it is. If you're not going to stand against them when they are wrong, then stop inviting people to your shit. Okay, as you can see, that's what we're going to be covering tomorrow. It will be on our other channel Hollywood's Real Biker Talk. The link is in the description box. We're trying to keep this channel all biker news and interview-related stuff with shows. My personal thoughts and all that stuff are on that other channel. So be looking at that. It's a big one, man. Let me tell you, a Big Cell brought up a lot of good points in that. Whew, it was something else, man. So let's go to our biker news this morning. Some good stuff right here. And that is Teammates for Life. Biker Club raises thousands for wheelchair basketball team. With tattoos and careers in law enforcement, America's Guardians Motorcycle Club didn't stand a chance against Nebraska's Red Dogs. It's not easy. They'll block you. They'll pretty much almost want to knock you down. Adapting sports allows anyone to push past their disability. This speaks to what your basketball is all about. Most of Eli's teammates are from Omaha and Lincoln, but he's from Sioux Center, and that two-hour drive is worth it, playing with other ambulatory wheelchair users. 
playing this game, it's you, you don't you don't have much competition. When you play a tournament like the Dog Pound Showdown, you have a lot of competition and you you That's can get awesome. better. The Dog Pound Showdown is next weekend, bringing teams from across the country to Papillion. Wear and tear from the game can add up, so Saturday's competition is raising thousands for the Red Dogs. If we can get everybody together and play a team like the Guardians, it's it's good for the Red Dogs because it's it's not the same athletic challenge, but it's the camaraderie that you might not get in a high-intensity game against people their age. Now, players on the Red Dogs all have different conditions, but parents tell me most have what's called spina bifida. That's the birth defect that causes split spine, but these players aren't letting that hold them back. Coaches like Josh track each player's core strength, measured by a certain number. Each player's number needs to meet an equal total to level the playing field with the other team. The Guardians came, but were conquered. <laughs> It's the final score. I knew it was going to be a blowout, so maybe. <laughs> that is awesome. Spina bifida means a lot to me. My grandson has it. Terrible stuff, man. Terrible stuff, but they always overcome. They're warriors, these kids. So bikers raise thousands for them. Go Nebraska Red Dogs. Good luck in that. Anyway, uh, Black Dragon covered this a little bit in his uh, video. There was a mistrial in Biker Club Homicide. Man accused the killing takes stand, says witness lied. Man, we've heard that one before, haven't we? Anyway, uh, minutes before jury was likely to begin deliberations, a homicide trial in Racine County Circuit Court ended abruptly when a mistrial was declared. After the court ruled that statements made by defense counsel in closing statements violated the rules, Judge Marine Martinez declared the mistrial. A new trial is set for October 17th. Uh, Don Lee Carey is charged with intentional first-degree homicide in the February 25th, 2020 shooting death of Demarcus Anderson at the Sin City Biker Club at Southeast Corner of 9th Street and South Memorial Drive. Uh, Mindy Nolan represented the defendant in court. In her closing statements to the jury, she made references to witnesses and asked where they were. Although those witnesses had invoked their Fifth Amendment rights against self-incrimination. She also asked the jury to imagine how they might feel years after the verdict. So there was a mistrial right there. And again, it's going to be retried. Now, we have some more news from the Jarhead 7 uh, incident where that driver, we never mentioned his name, crossed the center line because he was hopped up and killed seven bikers. Uh, victim in deadly 2019 New Hampshire motorcycle crash sues Massachusetts RMV. Uh, a man that was severely injured in the 2019 crash that killed seven members of his motorcycle club has filed a lawsuit against the Registry of Motor Vehicles for allegedly failing to suspend the driver's license of the man charged in connection with the crash. 
Josh Marin of Dalton alleges, it's not alleges, this is a known fact, in his lawsuit filed last week in Berkshire that the agency acted willfully, wantonly, or recklessly when it failed to process thousands of license suspensions and report uh, revocations from out of state. And this has been in the news. They admitted it already on uh, Massachusetts's part, I think it was. Uh, that failure allowed a driver whose license had been suspended in Connecticut after an operating under the influence charge to continue driving. Uh, Connecticut sent notice of the license suspension to them, but the notice was not processed because of a, quote, defect. So a defect led to seven people getting killed and other injured. Got it. Uh, a spokesman uh, for the department, which oversees the registry, declined to comment. That's because they know they're in wrong. Uh, the Marine Corps veteran said he was still recovering from the June 21st, 2019 crash in Randolph and will soon have his 25th surgery. 25th. Holy cow. He goes on to say, quote, Physically, I'm still beat up. My leg doesn't work like a normal left leg should work. And emotionally, it's a roller coaster depending on what day it is. Depends how I feel. Sad state of affairs, man. Uh, now to the Courier Post. This one is out of South Jersey. To admit roles in alleged assault at Pagan's Clubhouse in Williamstown. That thing over there in Europe, not looking good, man. Anyway, uh, two Williamston men have admitted guilt in connection with an attack on a man who helped an investigation into the Pagans Motorcycle Club. Lefty, 76, and Fugit, 55, were accused of assisting in an attack at the Pagans Clubhouse on August 2020. The assault victim, whose name was not disclosed, had alerted investigators in July 2020 that he'd been asked to store guns and ammunition by another suspect in the case, Michael Cage Doranzo, a criminal complaint alleges. The victim allowed investigators to seize the weapons without the pagan's knowledge. The cache included an AR-15 style ghost gun, a shotgun, and almost 1,800 rounds of ammunition. According to the feds, which described the Pagans as an outlaw motorcycle gang, the victim told the Pagans he'd sold the guns for 5000 and turned over that amount of money, which was provided by federal investigators. Wow, this goes on and on here. He later gave another four G's to Doranzo after being told the Pagans were unhappy with the purported gun sale. It alleges the assault occurred after the man arrived for a meeting at the clubhouse on Marino's property. Uh, Marino and D'Alessandro ordered the men to give up his cell phone, then use the handheld device to ensure he had not concealed any electric devices. It is alleged other pagans uh, then entered the clubhouse, struck the victim with an axe handle, and pointed a gun at the man. 
The victim was ordered to call the buyer of the guns, who was actually a federal investigator, and to request an update on the weapons. Huh. Very interesting. So the buyer was the feds. That from the Courier Post. Wow. They always getting involved, ain't they, man? Uh, <laughs> anyway, I wanted to take a look because we did a video or a segment yesterday on the 10 Mongols that were arrested for the killing of a Hell's Angel, injuring a civilian from a band. And it was very interesting to see people's reactions. And one of the biggest reactions to this was, for example, this right here by Eric. Civilians should mind their own business. Very interesting. And you know what? A lot of comments were like that. And, you know, of course, my response. Oh, so if one of your kids, wife, grandkids were shot in an incident like this, you wouldn't want someone to help them. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, we get a lot of good debate going with some of the stuff that we do. But think about that for a minute. Just think about this. And I think it goes towards a lot of what Big Cell was talking about in that video that we're going to react to. So there's an incident. Somebody gets hurt. Somebody gets shot. And a stranger or civilian goes to apply first aid to help out. In return, he was beaten. Had nothing to do with any of the clubs. Just there to help. And the reaction from some of you is, well, he should have mind his own business. Well, wait a second here. Time out. He should have minded his own business and not rendered first aid. So you're telling me if your loved one, kid, wife, dad, whatever it is, was hurt like that shot, you wouldn't want anybody to come to their aid because they should have minded their own business. That's the way people think, really, man. That's no joke. It's actually quite disgusting. People, you know what? It's awesome clubs do their own thing. And one of the things that Big Cell said was, why are you going to bring that to us? You guys know where each other's clubhouses are. You know where each other hangs out. Go there. If you haven't seen this video I'm talking about, my God, it, he put up a lot of points. A lot of people were thinking. You know, I do know that we got creators that do nothing but hang on the balls and clubs and they don't want to tell both sides. And when you go down the middle, boy, does that piss them off because it ain't their narrative. That's how humanity has become. Mind your own business. Is that like, uh, wait a second here. 
There was a story a while back where a woman was being sexually assaulted on a subway train. And everybody sat around and did nothing and let it happen. Oh, wait. It's none of their business, so they should stay out of it. The logic that some people have is just amazing to me. It is. It's really amazing. It's like, damn, man, really? Anyway, that will be my reaction video to Big Cells over on Hollywood's, uh, the hell did I call it? Real Biker Talk. Uh, over there, I'm unset, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about the censorship over there. I'm just going to say what I, you know, want. Uh, it was actually the, one of the channels that got taken down a couple years ago, but uh, we got it back up and rolling. So that's your biker news for today. I'm going over to the second half of the show. If you missed the whole show, it is available on all the podcast platforms, uh, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere, man. It's everywhere.
This is one DJ you don't want to fuck with. You got knocked the fuck out, man! Listen to James Hollywood Machikari Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time for Rockin' with Hollywood. And listen to the best 80s heavy metal to today. Rock on! Boy, I love radio. But I love a good pee even more. Turn it up and piss somebody off. Shake a leg and zip it up. Oh my God! Now or never, here it comes. Take yourself on a journey into the unknown. Yeah! Are you ready? Attention. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB Rockford. And how you guys doing? Welcome to the show. My voice is a little screwed up today. Hopefully we can make it through because, you know, China Dow didn't get me any damn freaking cough drops. Anyway. Sorry, um, we're sold out at work. <coughs> Hundred seconds to midnight. The doomsday clock has just been forwarded. This is the closest we've had in a long, long time. And this has to do with that crap over in Europe that nobody wants to talk about. But we're going to take a couple minutes to talk about it today. And we got other stuff coming up about uh, some toxic stuff, man, in the workplace. But as everybody knows, Russia is massing on three sides of the border of Ukraine. Yes, they just moved troops into Belarus now. And it looks like we're fucked. <laughs> this shit don't stop. All I have to say is, you fuckers who voted for Biden, I hope you're happy. Those mean tweets were the reason why you voted for this jackass. He's not even in charge right now. And they're talking about sending in a lots of troops to NATO countries. If you ever watched the movie The Day After, this was a 1983 movie. And it says everything you have to worry about. Are you prepared is what I ask you. Are you prepared? We're going to have to see how this shit pans out. But I'll leave you with a verse. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs. Yes. What I'm worried about more is I don't think this country is even ready to go against a Russia or a Chinese army. And that's because these assholes made it all PC. Anyway, that's just my little rant for this morning. You know what, China Dow? What? What do you think of longtime employees when you go to work? Not even in your job, but any job you've ever held. Long-time employees treating newer employees like shit. Like they're dumb. Because they think they're better for being 
you know, haven't been around longer. I know my daughter's facing this shit in a school district. Mm -hmm. It seems like they got more damn politics in a little school than you do at the workplace. And they're supposed to be the highly educated ones. But you got like a new school versus old school up there. And the old school people treat the youngers like shit. What's your thoughts? Oh, I think every place that you work, you're going to have it where the old, the older school people that have been there longer are going to totally pick on the newer people. Why do you think that is? Because, you know, uh, when you're there at a company for a long period of time, you're set in your ways, you do things specific ways, and then you got somebody else coming in and they're fucking shit up. Well, it's a learning curve, isn't it? Well, yeah. You were new once as well. Yeah. I was but some new people, once as well. Some people at a job catch on to stuff way faster than other people do. So, like, if you have specific things that you do at specific times during your work, you know, during your shift, you're hoping, hoping <laughs> that that stuff's going to be done. Mm-hmm. But nine times out of ten, the only way to get it done is do it yourself. Well, I think it's a failure of leadership on the part of management, if they can't get an employee where they need to be. I truly believe that. A lot of people are slow. And they need extra attention. And I truly believe if you're a leader, you're supposed to lead and get the person where they need to be. Agree. And the older employees should do the same thing. They should want to help. Now, in a corporate environment, I can see it because everybody wants to bend each other over and fuck each other in the ass. That way they can advance to the career level. Do you know one thing that is common with this? What's that? It's all these people that have college educations that usually want to fuck each other. It really is. You get into the trades and stuff, it's not that bad. But you get into a corporate environment, a school environment, everybody's trying to fuck everybody. It's really weird, isn't it? Aren't they supposed to be the educated ones? They should be. You would think. Especially if they've got their degrees. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, uh... I mean, I know our daughter deals with it on a daily basis because she's she's the intern... And you can expect interns to go through shit. But at the same time, when you're, you know, you're, you're, you're schooled one way, okay, then you go to do your internship, and they do a lot of things half-ass backwards. Mm-hmm. So I get where she's coming from, where it's making it harder for her to catch on to the way they're doing things at where she's at now. Well, it's the real world. Because of the fact that, you know, she went through all these years of school and was, you know, taught this is how it's, things should be done, like, by the book. And it's rarely done that way and, in real, and, real life. And when you, yeah, exactly, when you get to the real world, you know, they cut corners. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of places cut corners where it's not done by the book. It Corners get cut. Things get done, like, I guess, simpler 
or and I, that's or something a that, totally different way than what you should. That's should have something thought. that these college kids aren't ready for is life in general. And that's what I worry about nowadays, especially with everything going on in the day day today with all this remote learning and all this shit. Are these kids really going to be ready to be in the real world, in the workforce? Uh, going to school or whatever they choose to do after they get out of high school because of this remote learning, are they getting the same education that they get when they're in school? I always believed education's in real life. you got to experience life. But are these kids now, this generation now, going to survive the real world? What are you talking about? These assholes can't even freaking write cursive. They can't write cursive and they can't count money. So that seems to be a big problem. And without digital, they can't tell time. And then they get pissed off when they use the debit card mommy and daddy prepaid for and it's out of money. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know what to do. Can you pay for it? for? No, fuck off. Get out. And I think there's that disconnect between old school and new school as far as work's concerned. Because the old schoolers always believed you keep work at work. But there's others that will give you all kinds of hell, try to make you feel bad for not hanging out with them outside of work. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, let's all go to the bar after the shift or, you know. Mm-hmm. And now, like, that, was no, something that, was, that was something that was normal and, you know, steel mills and freaking coal mines and you know, the blue collar shit. Not no more. Mm-mm. Especially in this educational deal with the schools. No, you, they don't go out for drinks after. At least no one around here does. And those that do try to make you feel like shit because you ain't doing it. It's just like your social media. You only have one person there. And I, yeah, I've heard in the past that people were complaining that you didn't have them. Oh, yeah, I used, to get, I used to get yelled, why didn't you have me on Facebook? I'm like, because I don't want you on Facebook. Or actually two people that, uh, one that used to work with me and one that still does are blocked on my social media. Mm-hmm. Because then they're like, you know, shit you're doing outside of work. They're judging you by what you're doing outside of work. Like, I'll go to, with our daughter, we went to Old Settlers Days to a concert. And, of course, I was drinking and I was dancing around and our daughter videotaped it, you know, and posted it on hers, but then tagged me in it. And I got judged by, like, three people that I work with. Oh, you should take that down. I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck you. I'm not at work. Right. (laughs) This is my own shit. And it seems like... The ones that are the quietest are the ones that these people are always talking shit about. The water cooler effect, they call it. Yeah, who doesn't go sit around the water cooler and piss and moan and complain about everybody you work with? Even though those others haven't done a damn thing to them. Yeah, it happens all the time. It just shows you how childish even adults can be. Mm-hmm. 100%. Hostile work environment, man. See, this is why I'm glad my boss has no social media. <laughs> like, none. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand trying to make work fun and trying to uh, make everybody work as a team. But in all reality, it can't be done. There's always people talking shit about each other. Yeah. And I think it stems from them going out and being friends. 
Yeah. You know what ir- irritates me in the workplace is those that they talk shit behind your back, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, if you ain't got the cojones enough to say it to their face, just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Seriously. A lot of people don't have that, though. Like, it's like if I, 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 I'm, I voice my opinion freely at work a lot. I get dirty looks from my boss, but it, if, if, if I, I'm going to call it how I see it. Like right now, you know, I've been training a new girl and it's taking twice as long as it normally would. Which and is what's fu- funny about that is you bring that up, but you come home and talk shit. I do. And that ain't right because you're supposed I, I to come be the home, leader. I come home and talk shit because it's like it's, it's not like I ain't going to say it to the person. It don't matter. You still talk shit knowing that she's slow. Exactly. But when you're being pressured by upper management, like up higher up than me, that she has to get her shit together before this coming Thursday. It's funny. End of day. It's funny they say, well, she has to get it together. What are you talking about? You motherfuckers can't even hire anybody. Exactly. And so, like, this week, I've got to take notes and see what she's catching on to and what she's not. You know, little does dumbass upper management realize that a lot of shit that we do at work, I have cheat sheets for. Mm -hmm. Which I, last night, gave her cheat sheets for how to do multiple things behind the counter. Like, with the register, the safe, the lottery well, machine. I, I don't want to get too much that. into the inner workings of what's with that. We talk about that all the time. I'm talking about giving somebody a chance. Okay, and I'm the, trying to get to that, but you're just cutting me off. Then get to the point. I am getting to the point. Some people are saying that they want to keep her just because of the fact she's another body. I'm supposed to be observing to see whether or not she's caught on to all the stuff that I've trained her with and what possibly I need to work more with her on. But then I got the manager who wants to get rid of her before her 30 days is up because then they're not liable for I don't know what the fuck because they got 30 days to choose if they're going to keep an employee. And she's already had it in her mindset since last week that she wants to get rid of her. Then you should go back and tell that bitch, you work it then. And I have told her, if you get rid of somebody without giving them a chance, because there's things that we do behind the counter that you can't catch on to in a quick 30 days... And you're going to get rid of this person because she hasn't caught on to one or two things. Then who's going to work it? It looks like, oh, guess what? Because she's on mid-shift, so now you're stuck with it. You can't leave at 2 o'clock. you got to wait till 3, 4, or 5 when the night shift comes in. Mm-hmm. Then she gets pissed that she's going to have to work it. Well, that's on you because you're the one that's deciding a week ago that you want to get rid of this new employee. You got to give people time. Some people, it takes 90 days to catch on to things. But she wants to go ahead and take care of the business prior, you know, to the 30 days. That just, you know, tells you about, I find how corporations are just fucking fools. 
Because I would never put half of these people that manage any of these businesses in charge of a business that I run. But corporations are just like that. You know, there's co there's workers who've been at a place of business forever, but they, no matter what they do, they don't get in trouble. And the favoritism comes out. That has to be the most annoying shit that ever happens. You find this, you know, and I hate to bang on unions, but you find this in union crap all the time. Where they just sit back, do nothing, and the foreman don't say a word to them because they've been there 15, 20 years. But the foreman will go off on somebody that's been there a year or two for doing the same shit. That I can't stand. And it happens all the time. And in the corporate world... You might have a boss that passes all their work to an assistant, but they get the credit for it. It's no wonder everybody wants to work from home now. And I think as technology advances, you're going to see a lot of that. You know, the COVID-19 proved that, hey, working from home is actually a good thing for companies. Well, I, I, I got a, a little brief uh, example of what you just said as far as ma upper management gets takes the credit for what assistants and their staff do. Like, we have full store inventory coming up in February. And manager, just the manager, gets a bonus if we're under a specific dollar amount. And the thing is, though which is irritating, is the rest of the staff is the ones doing all the work to make sure inventory's good. But she's the one that will get the bonus. Well, then it's time for somebody to stand up and say, hey, what the fuck? The store bonus should go to everybody. Split up in equal parts. Which our old manager used to get her bonus and she would give everybody a cut during for inventory because her exact words were you guys did the work so she would always buy something that's for the store like that's how we got the new uh, radio at work and she'd split the money but this one she's already gotten one bonus and denied it saying she didn't get one well because she's a liar <laughs> exactly I don't get what it is with people when they lie once, they're fucking liar. So you know that they already got a bonus and they're not sharing. That's actually a corporate problem. They're idiots for giving a manager a bonus when others do the work. They should give the whole team, uh, but it's their money to play with. Yeah, and they they like to favor the the boss of the company of the of the store than the people that are doing all the hard work. And what they one thing that really pisses me off is when somebody's bosses they'll start calling a, a, a employees out or shaming them just for calling out a work sick. 
or having procedures that they need to be done because they're the dumb bucks that decided to go on a salary and then they have to work extra. Mm-hmm. It drives me insane when that happens. If you got sick days, you got sick days. If you got personal days, you got personal days. Well, same with vacation days. You got vacation days, you should be able to use them. But they want to sit there and belittle people. Yep, all the time. Yeah, I get it. Old school people, they want to work. They're never off sick, none of that. They'll come to work sick. But some people just ain't like that anymore. Mm-mm. And if they got the opportunity, if they're really sick, then shut the hell up. If they need a procedure done, shut the hell up. It is what it is. You can tell a good manager of a business and then you could, I'd have to say 96, 97% if we're talking retail, of managers that run these places aren't worth a shit. They probably don't even have their own household in order as far as finances. But you want to give them the key to your business. I never understood that. So if they don't even have their finances good, how are you going to run a multi-million dollar franchise? They suck at it, to be honest. Does that make sense? Yeah. They suck at it. That's how. A lot of these people don't even know what a P&L statement is. If you don't know what a profit and loss statement is and how to ward off shrink or, you know, miss an inventory, you shouldn't be running a business. And thus why, you know, some companies like ours has full store inventory when corporate sends their own little... They're a little squad in to count everything in the store. And what's funny about that is you say squad. It's, yeah, I call them a squad. Because there's like, there's like five of them that come in. When, well, if you're in a corporate retail environment, you nobody understands, and this is especially with thieves, okay? Well, you know, they can afford it. Well, wait a second. Stealing from a Walmart's just like stealing from me. They had to put their money out. They're paying their employees. They got all kinds of overhead. But now because you're asshole, you're stealing, the prices go up. Why? Because they got to compensate for what you dumbasses are stealing. I really don't like the thief shit with, well, they're big. They can take the hit. Well, our store is not big, and they come in and try and steal all the time. Y'all can't afford a freaking beef jerky. Don't leave your house. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. But what I'm saying is, people are childish to even think that way. And if you got a weak manager that don't care about the stores, every aspect of it, then they shouldn't be there. All Some of these people are our warm bodies. 
That's all they are. To get to those levels, I don't care if it's a McDonald's. If you're going to be a manager of a McDonald's, treat it like it's your own business. Run it like it's your own business. Mm-hmm. Another thing that is funny is when you have these co-workers, they get extremely defensive and childish when they do something wrong, when they're called out about it. So see, you just see the correlation between how the hell can you consider yourself an adult, a person that has reason, if you're always acting like a child? And if you go to work, you're supposed to be there to do a set of tasks which you're getting paid for, but you want to act like a child, like you're owed something. You're not owed anything. You were given the opportunity to prove yourself, but because you fuck up, which everybody does. Everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Instead of learning from it, you get all defensive. I have a hard time figuring people's train of thoughts out nowadays. I really do. You fuck up, you learn. You don't sit there and give excuses like my five-year-old granddaughter would. You're an adult. Take the hit. There's nothing wrong with it. Huh. This is your chance oh, to uh, respond. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Or is this the Hollywood show? Already? No, no, no. I don't know. I, I There's been times when I've made mistakes when I'm at work and I go, yeah, my bad. I did it. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> but there's other times you'll act childish, but that's when you come home. No, when I fuck up at work, I say I fucked up. Like, hey, hey. Uh, but you save the child this bullshit for when you get home. Yeah, of course. I gotta come home and vent. What is wrong with coming home and venting? That ain't venting. How is it not venting? A venting is discussing the situation. And you don't take it out on a partner. No, oh, people have bad days. That's what you chalk it up to is a bad day. Uh-huh. I cranky. Something happened at work and made me mad, and I got to come home and vent. Again, venting is having conversations with the other person. It's hard to have conversations sometimes with the other person when they say, I don't want to hear about your job. Because after a while, and this happens a lot with relationships... And I'm not just talking about ours or friends or anything like that. When it becomes an everyday occurrence or every, you know, a constant deal, it's like a wolves in sheep clothing or the boy that cried wolf. It gets old. 
how can you say it? it's the boy that cried wolf when because all they do is when it's, it's the same thing over and over and over again bad scenario it's, it's a bitch this bitch that this is bad this how's that cry- it's a that's continu- not crying wolf because you're telling the truth of what happened yeah but it's always continuous so bad scenario so it always mixes into one where it's like damn man is she gonna bitch again or is he going to bitch again? It gets old. And that's why people stop listening. You stopped listening a long time ago. Because it happens all the time. It's like, you know what? Things can't be that damn bad. It really can't. Because if it's that bad, then you should be looking for something else. Because now it's affecting everything. But one thing I know you get pissed off about. What? You went through the gastro bypass. Yes. And I've heard this mentioned. Coworkers are always pressuring you to eat. Oh, fuck. Yeah, every day. Customers do it too. Yeah. And they don't know the reason behind it, but they want to feel like they can pressure you or bend you to their will. Yeah. Yeah, their favorite thing, their favorite thing is, do you like ever eat? Why do you look thinner? <laughs> do you need to see, you need to eat a sandwich. It's like I do eat. Why don't you tell them, "Hey, this is how my digestive system is. There's- this is how it works." Shut the hell up. I'm tired of hearing it. There's a couple people that I have explained all the situation to, but then the other ones uh, are just like, I don't give a fuck enough to explain. (laughs) I just, yeah, okay, I'll eat. (laughs) Thanks. Mm -hmm. But most of the people, I'm like, hey, motherfuckers, pay attention. I had a procedure that causes me to not be able to eat what I want to eat like all y'all can. If I eat something that my stomach says, fuck you, it's coming up, which basically makes it where I did not eat for that day. Mm. I have no control over what my stomach does. Well, that's just like it's those same people that would say that, and they're trying to be nice. I get it. But they're always the one... That organize these baby showers, birthdays, weddings. And they make you feel guilty that you don't chip in. I hate that. I, it's like, dude, the fuck I care? Oh, yeah. Well, at my work, it's, hey, let's all pitch in and get somebody presents for their birthday. Why? It's like, I'm here to work. I'm not I'm not here to appease everybody at work and be like, oh, here, here's a fucking balloon. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. I don't expect them to do shit for me for my birthday. My birthday, I'm at work, and I don't give a shit. It's another fucking day. It's always those people that irritate me, though. And they're all like, well, y'all didn't get me nothing for my birthday. Okay, here, I'll take five minutes out of my day. Give me the three markers we have at work. I'm going to write you a sign and hang it up behind the counter. How's that? Is that good enough? Mm. (laughs) 
<laughs> or my, my and then if you don't, they'll go back to the water cooler and talk shit and talk shit about how you know she was too cheap. She couldn't even chip in, and that's how this vicious cycle starts. Or she made something for so and so, but didn't make me nothing. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> well, that's because people get used to. I don't know. I'd have to equate it to like a Facebook group. They get too comfortable in the, you know, the workplace chat. Instead of being there to work, they're there to gossip. Uh And then some companies wonder why they're failing is because of the employees. And there are two of them at where I work that I swear to God, that's all they do is just sit there and gossip about one of our other locations or which is none of their business or our store and how this 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 didn't get done and then I get looked at because they blame it on the night shift and it's like all right listen here fuckers we all work in the same fucking store night shift does twice as much work as day shift does you know there's things called garbage cans outside don't make it night shift's problem to empty all the garbage. You see the fucking can overflowing? Take your happy ass outside and empty the damn can. Well, with that, we'll be right back for our first music break, and we'll continue this discussion. She started screaming, that's my dad. 
Insane Throttle TV app on Roku now. Get content not seen on our other platforms. No censorship, no PC, only biker fun and entertainment. It's hardcore. Again, go over to Roku TV and add the Insane Throttle TV app now. Rock on. The gods of rock live here. where Chicago rocks. WMMR, baby. Rockford, baby. Yes, if you want to hear the replay of the podcast now with Hollywood and China now, it is combined with Motorcycle Madhouse, Morning Mayhem. It's just easier to do it that way. Just make one big show out of everything and put it on the podcast platform because it's hard as hell to work two podcast platforms so it is combined i know people been asking about that so there you go we're talking about the workplace today and how fucked up people are it's funny whatever happened to the old saying i go to work do my job get paid come home what happened to that it don't go that way no more Am I really aged out of the, well, I have to say in the workplace, you know, <laughs> I always did my own thing and hustled. But before that, it was that way. You go, do your stuff, come home and forget all the bullshit. Now you have a hard time with that. What? Going to work, doing your job, coming home. What do you mean I have a hard time doing that? I go to work and do my job. I do my job and about 10 other people's jobs. But why does people have to get into <laughs> each other's business? Because that's how it rolls. I mean, shit, when you... Fucking every job I've had lately is you work with a bunch of women. That's how women are. Women are a bunch of freaking idiots, man. Yeah. That's why at nighttime, when is, I like working better with Jordan, because I ain't got to deal with the bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I'm working with a guy and not a girl. Have you ever had it, you know, because you close at a specific time. Yeah. And 10 minutes to closing, people want to come in and talk to you. Yes, all the time. I have a customer that comes pretty much every time I close at 10 minutes till to buy a six pack of beer and a thing of chew. And just sit there and talk to you. Yeah, and then he wants to have a conversation. <laughs> So what I usually do now is ring them up and then look like I'm doing something, <laughs> even though I'm not. But uh, yeah. Or why can't you just say, hey, I'm closing in 10 minutes. I got to get shit done. Well, they know I'm closing because at quarter till uh, I always start mopping and vacuuming. <laughs> That's one thing I always hated with people was they know when you're closing and these customers come in just to piss you off. Oh, yeah. I think people do it on purpose. I think so. My favorite is the one that pulls up to the gas pump like three minutes before you're closing. Mm. <laughs> like legit three minutes before you're closing. And they want to put like 50 to 60 bucks in gas. Right. So that really sits. So then, of course, they're going to see when people are sitting at the gas at the gas pump getting gas and other people are going to drive by and be like, oh, they're still open. Sorry for that pause. There was a reset. Go ahead. 
And so they're going to sit there and get gas three minutes to close. And everybody's going to all of a sudden be like, oh, they're still open. And then you end up with like five or six people and you're lucky if you get out of there on time. <laughs> fucking happens every time. And they they wonder why you get fucking salty and shit at them. Yeah. And I'm like, they'll walk in and be like, I'm technically closed. Well, you're still open. The door's unlocked. My goodness. It's time for Cards Against Humanity. Get your nastiness ready. Okay, we're going to have some fun topics here today. What else have we got? What is something that you've always wanted to do but never had the guts to? Again, what is something that you've always wanted to do but never had the guts to do it? Well, the first thing's first. You know, eventually you got to overcome that fear. People fear a lot of shit now, don't you? Don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I want to go parachuting just to get uh, over the fear of heights. I hate heights. I can't stand them all the fucking heights. I will, you ever go on Facebook and you look at them antenna repairmen? Motherfuckers that go up to the top of the Sears Towers antenna just sit there like it's nothing. That's just like the ones that do the tall buildings and they sit on that scaffold and do the windows. Yeah, it's like, well, most of that's being replaced now. But yeah, when they did it, it's like, are you fucking stupid? I, I, I get that feeling of freaking fear just watching it. I don't, I'm not a fan of heights, but for some ungodly reason, I've always wanted to do bungee jumping. I can't see you bungee jumping. I don't know why, because I'd probably shit myself in the process, piss myself <laughs> and shit myself, and the whole time going, oh my God, is it going to break? Yeah, that'd be me. Even though I'd be like, I'd be like jumping seconds. to my death or something. That's how I'd feel. I'd be like, I'm jumping to my death right now. What am I doing? Why? It's fucking crazy. But watching people do it, it's like, holy shit, that looks so fun. But at the same time. Yeah, I'd be jumping to my death because my shit, my luck, the thing's going to break. It's fucking over. <laughs> or Hollywood was up there with a pair of scissors. Or Hollywood freaking rigged it. So it would happen. Because, <laughs> yeah. But I, mean, I have to think the biggest fear for a lot of people has to be heights. Unless it's a closet that's open. Shut up. Stop making fun of me with the closet. You're, you're like, you get freaked out about that. Yeah. That's a childhood thing. What's wrong with you? Time to get over it. Nope. No. It's not, it's not going to happen. Yeah, but we're talking about fear. You yeah. got to get over the fear. No. I mean, just open it up. You got two dogs sitting next to you. Don't matter. That's just like, okay, I went down. I swear this house is haunted. I went down in our basement the other day and could have sworn this is how freaking... How how often this person's voice is heard in this house? I could have sworn I heard Black Dragon's voice in our basement. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing down here? That is what I heard. I ain't even lying. You heard that? Yeah. In his freaking voice. Why? Because you talk to him a million times a day, and I can I can't that has to be, I can't hear the conversation, but I can hear you're on the phone with him. That has to be an all in your head, dude. It was weird. Okay, and then on top of that, I go downstairs a, a few a while back, and there are Christmas ornaments hanging from our ceiling. 
Who did that? Your son. No, he didn't. Your son did it to fuck with you. Well, if he did, he's an asshole. That didn't... Uh, no way. Yeah, I went downstairs. I swear. What are you doing down here? That was what I heard. And it was an in Black Dragon's voice. Yeah, see, it's in your head. It's your mind I'm playing tricks on you. It was weird. What, did you look behind you or something? Yes. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like looking around the whole basement. Is this before you jumped into the washer to do yeah, that? Yeah, it was actually. It was like two hours prior to that. Yeah, before I did. You really get freaked out with this ghost shit, don't you? I, well, it's cool, but at the same time, not in my house. <laughs> I don't want it here. I think it's cool, but that was just weird as hell. Well, what's even funnier is the dogs are like that a lot. Yeah, like one of them likes to stare into my closet. Fuck. Open your closet. No. Fuck you. <laughs> she will sit on the bed and just stare at the closet. She will. And I'm like, and you want, no. I think you invited a spirit in no, this No, I house. think it followed us from Chicago. I think it's Max. <laughs> <laughs> All the weird noises we had in the house in Chicago. and we Well, played, you got it, it on Max. This is an old ass Max. house, man. It really is an old ass house. So there might be stuff, you know, There, this was an Indian, you know, settlement at one time. What if they, you know, made the house on a burial ground like poltergeist? Shut the front door. <laughs> now she like whipped her head and looked at me. Shut the front door. <laughs> well, if it's Pocahontas, man, it sure sounds like Black Dragon. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. The fuck? What are you doing down here? I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> really? So you really believe and you, in ghosts? And you weren't on the phone with him because you were not, yeah, no, you weren't. So it's not like I heard you talking what to him. What else has been weird for you here? Oh, well, that was about it. I mean, just A lot of supernatural shit. stuff and you never told me? Just some weird ass shit. Because you know I'd laugh at you, you right? laugh at me. <laughs> Either that or you're watching too many horror movies. I don't watch horror movies. That's our son. I don't watch. You love movies. the gory shit. I like gory shit, but not that kind of gory shit. Like I was watching serial killer shit last night. You know. Well, there you go. Something from back in 1973 where he killed like 40 people. How do you know that didn't happen here? There wasn't a murder or a massacre. Dude, in I'm the gonna house. look it up. Shut the fuck up now. God, shut up. This is a historic house. I don't care. What was it made? 1906 or some shit. Yeah, so there could be a lot of things that happened. Shut up. What if a whole family was murdered in your closet? <laughs> Get over your fear. Keep your closet open. Fuck you. No. <laughs> keeping the Holy Spirits up in there. No. They ain't coming in. You know what would be weird? If there was like a miniature ghost or, you know... A kid that comes up to you, Mommy, Mommy, why did you do it, Mommy? <laughs> Shut the front door. You're getting freaking goosebumps. <laughs> All right, I'm going to the, I'm going to the next Yep, no. Making uh, everybody feel- everybody pretty much is talking about skydiving here. 
made you feel a little uncomfortable, huh? Whitewater rafting. Bone Reaper wants to hunt in Africa. That would be a cool experience. That's cool. Skydiving. Oh, my bad. That's country. We don't do that here. So everybody's saying skydiving. Yeah, whitewater rafting. You know what you should try? Oh, but you got Flossie. She's one of a kind. Gotta love her. Watching a game of cricket. Oh, that's cool. I want to see cricket. Is that like, uh, you know, the dude that's in the Disney movie, Jimmy something? No, it's not Jiminy Cricket, you <laughs> dumbass. It's a sport. What the hell's wrong with you? It's kind of like baseball, but they use a weird freaking wooden bat. And they got these wooden pegs. Right. Yeah. So cool. So cool. I want to see. I won't understand what the fuck I'm watching, but hey. It happens. happens. Not everybody is cool like us Americans with baseball. I guess that's... And they wear funny outfits, too. Is that their form of baseball? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. They wearing all them funny outfits and shit. It's kind of like golfers wearing that fuzzy ball on the top. It is. I'm getting you one of those hats. What else you got? All right. Who in your life do you feel most judged by? Again, who in your life do you feel most judged by? I deal with you every day on that. (laughs) Every single day I deal with it. (coughs) The one thing that you hate, though, is when I'm right all the time. You hate it. All right. I feel the most judged by myself. Yourself? By myself. Why would you want to judge yourself? That's stupid. I always do. And how do you judge yourself? Uh, I look in the mirror and go, what the fuck? (laughs) I do. I always judge myself. I think we judge ourselves more than other people do. You know what? You actually make a good point there. Holy shit. I, I mean, seriously. I'm very proud of you. Look at you. You do make sense I judge sometimes. myself pretty fucking hard, too. Pretty hardcore. But how do you judge yourself and why? I don't know. You just do. I mean, it's like, okay. Like, instead of somebody else telling me I'm too fucking skinny, I look in the mirror and go, what the fuck? Did I lose more weight? Where's my scale? <laughs> it's like, my scale goes through batteries a lot. Or... So does your vibrator. I don't have batteries for that. Yeah, but it, uh, you know what? I have to look at her electricity bill with you. Probably. Um, or like... Uh, what's another one? Uh, I judge myself on my appearance. Why? I don't know. Like, I get out Maybe of... Maybe it's because you're old, but. I get out of the shower. Well, I don't do shower. I do bubble baths, but... I get out of the tub... And I will not go in front of the mirror before I have clothes on. <laughs> That's a woman's thing, though. Oh, mine. I mean, I get paranoia because... Uh, you get paranoid all the time, but you look pretty. Yeah. You look I, great. I judge myself on a daily. You got a great ass, you know, for a colon cleanse. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Eat a bag of dicks. No. <laughs> No. But I have to admit, you're very right about being judgmental of yourself. You know, I've done that once or twice. But other than that, 
I have to argue with myself then. Then I look crazy. And people have a lot of good answers in here. Uh, we got one that says my parents. Uh, well, don't they always, man? Until the day they die or you die, they always judge you. That's because of the fact that you're not doing it the way the parents did it. You're supposed to do it the way they did it, not your way. Well said. Uh, J-Man, his brother. Very good. Yeah, very good. You feel your brothers ever judge you? They always judge me and I tell them to fuck off. <laughs> Grandpa Slayer used to be his job. Oh my goodness, jobs do it all the time. Yes, they do. Uh, kind of like you guys are judging the week uh, link in your store. No, not to mention that uh, the one thing that I hate is, okay, I have a good work ethic. I don't call off a of work. I don't miss work. I cover for people, okay? And, well, we'll just call, we'll just call her. She'll cover don't don't make it where it's I'm I'm like the one only person that gets called. <laughs> well, you put yourself in that position. I did, but that's because it's my work ethic. And if you don't want the money, I'll take it. Whatever. What else? Uh, Greg said his boss. A lot of people are saying that um, they agree with me and hard they're hard on themselves. We should talk about that tomorrow. Judging people. Or have we already talked about that? We've already talked about that? Yeah. So, I mean, I am. I think I think you're I think you're your own hardest critic. And it's like a vicious cycle that never, you know, fixes itself. Nope, cuz you're always going to do it. <laughs> it's like a, it is. Do you ever argue with yourself? I've done that. Yeah, cuz I, I well, when I talk to myself, I get the the answers I want. But you don't argue. I do argue with myself. Because I can see it with you. Well, I mean, I'll argue about stupid shit. Like, I'll be sitting in bed and I'll have half a piece of pizza. And I'm like, you really need to eat that. No, I don't. I can't. I'm full. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> you actually do that? <laughs> no wonder you're turning red. <laughs> I do. I fight with them. I got to fight with myself to eat. And, and you know, one of the things I have to do when I eat is I, I have to, like, eat some and then I got to wait. So unlike everybody else who gets to eat a hot meal, <laughs> by the time I finish my food, it's cold and the taste is, like, gross. But it is what it is. I'm not going to keep reheating it. But it's like, I, you know, I fight with myself on a daily just to eat food. And people don't get that. True enough. True enough. <laughs> we got a special coming out tomorrow on YouTube. I discuss this. We're going to lose our lifestyle if we can't do this and that. Very good special with some very good exhibits. Anyway, we are done for today. Go ahead over and subscribe to all our platforms. That would be good. Let Black Dragon know to stay out of my house. Uh, you know, according to China now. <laughs> Get out of my basement, Black Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you guys later. And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's 
channel over on Roku, as well as go get the Insane Throttle Radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.